This is Matt Wells at UN News. Women and girls are 14 times more likely than men to be killed or injured as a result of climate crises and natural disasters. So it's high time their voices carry more weight in climate negotiations. That's the straightforward message from UN Women, which has launched a new strategic plan to increase women's political participation and leadership on climate change and environmental sustainability. In honour of International Women's Day, which was celebrated all this week, UN News's Ali Kafani caught up with Adriana Quinones, director of UN Women's Liaison Office in Geneva, to explain the agency's approach. We are working, and especially regarding the Secretary General's call for action, decreasing the impact of discriminatory legislation. So, for example, there are countries in which women cannot inherit land or property. We are working so that they can really enhance their livelihoods, they can have increased access to to the assets that will allow them to have uh, prosperity for them and their families. We are looking at the ways in which they can fully participate in all areas of employment. In other countries, there are exceptions to what types of occupations women can have. And also increasing the age of marriage, supporting harmful practices to be prohibited by law. All these issues in terms of legislation are very important, but also operationally we are working and related to the theme of International Women's Day, which is climate change. We have worked to support women get trained as solar engineers to build lamps, solar lamps to bring uh, light to their communities. We have built markets with special security so that women and girls can feel safe and bring income to their families. In Guatemala, for example, we supported indigenous women in keeping their traditions and their knowledge because they are really the ones who have kept the environment safe in many places of the country. And this knowledge is what we need to leverage so that we have new opportunities and ways of sustainably building the economies after COVID. Fantastic. And speaking of International Women's Day, could you please share with us the stories that will be features to promote and uh, explain and further educate the public at large? Definitely. I would like to share that women and children are 14 times more likely than men to die or be injured from natural disasters. These are things that we don't necessarily always talk about. We talk about, for example, women's participation in local and national governments, but really in the field at a country level, climate disasters have been shown to increase gender-based violence, including sexual harassment, domestic violence, child marriage, sexual exploitation of children, and human trafficking. And women and girls often bear the primary responsibility for collecting water, firewood, fuel, and must walk further in their search for scarce resources. In some contexts, in humanitarian emergencies, we have counted up to 72 hours to fetch water. So all these occupations that are traditionally held by women, they really take away their time to be used in more productive and and decision-making opportunities. Also, when populations are displaced due to climate change, women and girls face increased risk of destroying their livelihoods and exacerbating poverty. And this can lead families to marry off their daughters so that there is one less mouth to feed in exchange for a bride price. And these are practices that in this day and age should not even exist. Climate crisis also are a major threat to girls' education and climate-related disasters disrupt nearly 40 million children's education every year. So this year, we want to promote, and we are working on the Commission of the Status of Women, 
that brings all the countries around the world in agreed conclusions. And this year, it would be around promoting gender equality and women's leadership in climate action including ensuring representation in climate negotiations. We don't always see women represented. Increasing funding and support for women's participation in this theme to civil society or grassroots organizations and indigenous organizations. Increasing women's participation and leadership in developing and implementing gender responsive climate, energy, and disaster risk reduction policies, systems, and tools and investing as well in leading gender responsive programming, including access to technology, finance, and knowledge to address and mitigate the impacts of climate change on women and girls and their families, enhance the capacity of women to secure climate and disaster resilient livelihoods, and enhance agriculture, sustainable energy, and disaster prevention, preparedness, and recovery. So we have a great opportunity by integrating women, and we hope that we can have agreed conclusions that further the work of not only UN women, but of the whole UN system, member states, in ensuring climate safety and climate inclusion to address all the crises that we're facing right now. Now we're talking today against the backdrop of the war in Ukraine and near worldwide condemnation following the Russian invasion. We've just seen the Human Rights Council in Geneva pass a resolution calling for an international inquiry on the situation. So can you tell me how UN Women places itself in this context? Yes, well, in the case of the resolution that was approved uh, last week on Ukraine, it was very interesting to see how many countries where member states were really asking for uh, sexual and gender-based violence to be documented. Also, we were able to provide language from previous resolutions so that we all reminded there has been precedent on several resolutions that are increasingly more and more putting women and girls at the center. So we are very proud of being able to support member states with language, with examples, and that no resolution in the Human Rights Council leaves out the potential and the importance of protecting the rights of women and girls. 